Welcome to The Slow Reader, a podcast about books read slowly. This is episode 16, The Ever-Growing Pile. For anyone keeping track, this podcast has now been online for 19 months. I launched it in March of 2019. And whoever is listening right now, you are at least listener number 1,327. So in this episode, I have two reviews and I have a problem. So I'll start off with my problem, get to the review soon. So my two read list from the last episode, which was two months ago, included Tunnels, The Devil in the White City, Paper Towns, Louis Riel, Red Rising to finish, and The Heroine Diaries also to finish. The only book from the list that I finished was Red Rising, which I'll have the review later in the podcast. And I'm still reading The Heroine Diaries, though I haven't read it for several weeks, And I started The Magicians in mid-October to read on a long weekend. The episode name, The Ever-Growing Pile, could easily be a book title, but it's referring to the books that I keep adding on top of each other for my to-read list. I keep finding new shiny objects that divert my attention from what I intend to read, and it's actually kind of tarnishing those books. The longer I put them off for another book, the less interested I get in them. So I have a plan for this. The books I listed before at the start of the show are not the only books on my reading shelf, but these are some of them that I've been trying to get to for a while. And I'm going to purge some of the books that I own that have been sitting for years, because I figure if I haven't read it yet, then I'm probably not going to. So I'm not going to tell you at the end of this episode what I'm reading next, other than to say that I'm going to finish The Heroine Diaries, and then I will pick up a new book from the shelf after that. I'm definitely not going to start a new shiny book recently added to the shelf. It's going to be something that I've been meaning to read for a while now. I think that's the only way I'm going to dwindle the pile, and really, realistically, it's never going to happen, but I wouldn't mind getting to a point where I can simply start reading a book that interests me right away instead of letting it sit for months to get replaced by something new. So that was a bit more of a rant than I intended, but uh, that's where I am with my reading right now, and... Hence the title of the podcast, The Slow Reader. So I have a couple of reviews for you. First, I'm going to start with Red Rising by Pierce Brown. And if you follow me on Goodreads, you've probably already read this review. But if not, uh, here it is. And this is the full text from that Goodreads review. And some spoilers do follow. The immediate comparison for this book is to The Hunger Games. It's written in first person, present tense, and is about a dystopian society where the upper echelon keeps the dregs down through lies and manipulation and other bad stuff, although the main setting here is Mars. The center of the book takes place in a battleground similar in concept to The Hunger Games, so it's pretty easy to make that comparison, but that's about where the similarities stop. I feel that this book is a little harsher in some places than The Hunger Games, and though it started off as a little predictable to me, there are plenty of turns that caught me by surprise. I thought that the use of first-person present tense was used to great effect here. It made it harder to predict the main character's fate in certain parts of the book, and there are many times where the main character, Darrow, is close to death, and in fact, one part where he actually dies early in the book, and it's not clear what's going to happen next. In some cases, though, I felt this tactic was a bit cheap and not used entirely well. It was like Brown went to the well a few too many times. I also felt that there were many instances where Darrow knew something or had some sort of strategy planned out, and we don't find out about it until whatever plan comes to fruition. The problem I had with it was, who is he hiding this information from? In some cases, it's really frustrating because 
we really don't see how he works out some of the reveals. Overall, though, I liked it. What worked for me is the total immersion. Brown doesn't stop to explain what a sling blade is. He gives you the pieces to work it out for yourself and what the various future slang refers to. Where I got lost at times were the action scenes. I tried to follow along, but I found it difficult to follow. My eyes tended to gloss over those passages, and I got the general idea of what was going on, but it was hard for me to figure out what was going on sometimes. I don't know the background of how this was written or planned, but I wish the novel stood on its own a bit more. I mean, the resolution wasn't totally satisfactory. It seemed like it was written with future books in mind. And the only other thing that wasn't my favorite was all the Mount Olympus stuff with the Proctors. I've read lesser quality books with that kind of aspect to it, and this isn't much better. It was a great read, and I would recommend it despite some of the negatives I listed. So I also mentioned earlier that I picked up The Magicians to read over a long weekend. I got that the ebook from the library. It happened to be available, so I decided to jump on it. And The Magicians is by Lev Grossman. So I finished the book Tuesday, October 20th and started reading it Tuesday, October 6th. That's exactly 14 days. And the spoilers are ahead in this review. I can only compare the book to the first season of the TV show, which is all I know about this particular magic world. The show and the book are very different entities, though the basic premise is the same. It's partly based around a fictional series of books called Fillory and Further, a sort of replacement for the Narnia series. It turns out Fillory is real, something the main character Quentin Coldwater discovers after he graduates from a secret magic academy called Breakbills. I had a hard time figuring out what to think of the main character. It's clear that Grossman doesn't want us to connect with Quentin by making him hard to associate with. But he has clear signs of depression, which he acknowledges at the end of the book, and I hate to call him unsympathetic for that reason. I mean, I I understand that it's not his fault that he has depression, maybe it's officially undiagnosed, but he makes some really bad choices at various points in the novel, and sometimes he makes those choices out of convenience, and they turn out both good and bad depending on where the story is. The middle section of the book in particular was a drag to read. I think that was part of the point, to make you understand how mundane the magical reality is in in the world of the magicians. And it's made very clear that the people who are predisposed to magic are people at the edge of society, often marginalized for various reasons, such as depression. And it's also made clear that magicians have a hard time adjusting to their lives after their time at break bills. Most magicians take boring, meaningless jobs because they have nothing else to do, And the ones that remain magicians simply fill their time as shown by the parents of one character. In the second book, the middle section that I referred to, the main group of characters are coasting by, feeling like privileged kids who have nothing to worry about. All they do is drink, do drugs, and lay around all day without doing anything in particular. And I think that's maybe why I felt this was a very boring stretch. There was nothing in it that I could identify with. Overall, I got through the book at a fairly quick pace, but I found it difficult to get through some of the longer chapters. There isn't really a main villain or plot in the novel, and the characters just go through school, experience general malaise after graduation, then go to Fillory and stumble upon a quest to defeat the Beast. And the Beast is something that shows up exactly once before in the first third of the novel, and and between then and the end of the novel, no mention of it, really. Well, there's some side mention, but no appearance by the beast. Once they defeat the beast, they they do that with some consequences. The book wraps up. Based on The Magicians, I don't intend on reading the sequel novels. It really didn't grab my attention the way that I thought it would. 
Right, so looking ahead, other than finishing the Heroin Diaries, I don't yet know what's next. I have some ideas, but I'm not committing to anything just yet. Thank you for listening. I'm on Goodreads. The link will be in the show notes and Twitter. I'll put the link in the show notes as well, Stephen underscore G. You can check out my other podcasts as well if you're interested, Alternative Airwaves and 21 to Go. First one is a music podcast featuring mostly Creative Commons music, and the second one is a personal weight loss journey. And uh, thanks again for listening. Keep reading.